today's episode, we hear from a pitmaster at Roland Smoke Barbecue, Mr. Kyle Stallings. Kyle's been in barbecue for 10 years and has mastered the craft to the point where he's well beyond the basics. What we mean is that his culinary skills are so advanced that he creates brand new dishes that mix world-class barbecue and Tex-Mex cuisine. Kyle is changing the game of barbecue, and today we'll tell you how and why. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's jump right into it. This is the What's Brewing ATX podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Austin, Texas. Hear from some of the top local business owners and those making a big impact in our community. From tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the Austin real estate market, we've got you covered. And of course, we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit each week so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. What do you think of this Carbach, this this uh, this out of towner from Houston? What do you think of it? It's good. I've had it a lot of times at uh, you know different venues. That it's pretty uh, got pretty big distribution, so you'll see it in a lot of places. And you know, I've it seems had like it. They've, yeah, they've got a winning recipe. Yeah, it's good stuff. Have you had the Crawford Bach? Mm. Yeah, that was the other can. I think I remember the can on that. It was it's like, like the Houston. Astros looks like the Houston looking, Astros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, is one yeah. of my favorite. I'm not usually like an amber guy, uh-huh. but no, that is great. one of my go tos at at H E B. Pick up a six pack of some Crawford Bach. Love is it. there any relation? Because this is Car Bach, Crawford Bach. Well, the Bach, a Bach is a type of a beer, type right? Of beer. Yeah. Oh. But it's also yeah, it's also Car Bach. Yeah, same. Bro, that's why I brought it up. That's yeah. sick, dude. We have an insane. Yeah. We're looking. Oh. Yeah, tell them. Tell them what we're looking at. Well, Kyle walked in <laughs> with a, a giant platter. Dude. Um, actually, there's a few things. The first was uh, a Tupperware with a little appetizer. What do we got? Uh, smoked pimento cheese with uh, chipotle saltines. little app that we do. Did you make that? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> pretty pretty closely based on my mom's recipe and just stuff that she would make for Christmas and stuff like that. I started doing it for like wedding caterings and then it just was like, Oh, we can have this in the trailer as an appetizer and it's pretty popular. So it's wow. a yeah. smoke yeah. pimento. I see the cracker looks special yeah. too. I've never yeah. seen a cracker like that yeah, before. Those, uh, chipotle was... saltines are really good. So chipotle do you guys make those saltine? or buy them somewhere? It's, it's, it's a mix that you buy and then you basically just take like saltine crackers and toss it with that. And, oh, uh, nice. Dude. Make them like that. So. Yo, taste it. And then under the, uh, <laughs> yeah, get in. Holy smokes. Well, let's get into hearing a little bit about Kyle while we yeah. start. Yeah, tell us, tell us your story. Um, yeah, no wrong way to start this. Yeah, so where does it start? I yeah. Guess, um, oh, boy. I'll just start, I guess, with uh, the last wow. 20 years or so. I moved All to right. Austin from Tyler, Texas around mm. Nice 99 place. or 2000, I guess I moved down to San Marcos for a little bit and then moved uh, to Austin and been here for a little while and uh, started doing barbecue about 10 years ago and uh, just got into that. I had a couple of friends that started a food truck and um, just kind of fell into that. Liked uh, liked working there and just trying to figure out how to make barbecue and make better barbecue and uh, just kind of went from there and somehow it's been coming up on about 10 years maybe nine years uh, of that so uh started out you know just late night weekends and then it just kind of evolved into like a full-time job so 
Do you have a culinary background, wow. or you, I was in restaurant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not not like a you know culinary school or any chefy stuff, but I mm-hmm. went. You know, I worked at uh, restaurants pretty much my, all my life. Worked at um, you know anything from like a fry cook at Chili's to like a bunch of server jobs for mm-hmm. probably like ten years of just you know serving and work, working different places in Austin. Did Alamo Draft House for like five years, and um, wow, yeah. So, so hospitality when, more than you know. Yeah. More so probably than, than culinary, but then a little bit. So the 10, you jumped right into to rolling smoke when you, like yeah. it, that's been open for 10 years? Yeah, it's oh. uh, somewhere somewhere close to that. So a couple of friends of mine started in about 2011, and I didn't have anything to do with it for the first year or two, and that kind of maybe about the second year got involved with it. So Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a point where you went from more of like a – making barbecue barbecue as a hobby like for friends and stuff until yeah like was it it just did people tell you it was so much better than what they were having it kind of was like a hobby but it was like a job at the same time we we're just working on the weekends late night it didn't really feel much like a job it was just kind of like hey, make some barbecue and it, people liked it and got feedback and you know just adjusted recipes and just went from there and just have fun with it and we yeah. just keep trying new stuff and uh just keep it uh, keep it fresh, keep it interesting. So, because rolling smokes, so you have a food truck on the east side. Yep. Is it in a food truck park or is it at a, a bar? Or it's restaurant? a parking or a- lot uh, right across from like Hotel Vegas, right next to Cisco's. Oh, yeah. So it's in between a bunch of bars, but not like in a bar. So it's a quickly developing area. Everything next to us is going to be a giant building, and I'm sure the location's pretty, uh, you know. Not gonna last a whole lot longer there, yeah. so something's gonna go up there. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're we've been there almost seven years though. So, so so let me ask you this: Is there any point in time that, that you were a true apprentice of the craft, and then you made a hard transition into being the the name behind? Um, probably, yeah. The first two or three years of of just kind of just being thrown out there and doing it, you know, the yeah apprenticeship. It was pretty much just learning and trying to figure it out on the and there wasn't a, a great teacher <laughs> or anything other than watching you know youtube videos or trial and error would be the best uh you know self-taught wow S- sort of uh, yeah, know, sort other of. than like you know yeah. watching videos there's a lot of good you know just like anything you want to do youtube videos of yeah they weren't they weren't as good now uh, then as they are now but there was definitely the information was was out there so in 10 years 10 years we always hear this over and over again and it takes 10 years to master something would you consider yourself a master of the barbecue i you know i don't know i've <laughs> i've been you know uh of my of what i do probably you know in my domain there's you know a lot bigger operations that might be considered you know something different but you know we pretty Got it pretty when much you figured out what brisket, we're doing right now. You're gonna, that thing's going to be top the of the top. The brisket is going to be it's fine, It's going to be yeah. the bomb diggity. The, yeah, the brisket's <laughs> going to be fine. But, um, oh, yeah, it, you can always get better. So I don't I don't like to say that it's like the best or the master, but, you know, other people can say it. Always learning. <laughs> yeah, always <laughs> learning, always learning for Food's sure. Food's one of those things yeah. where you can kind of yeah. get immediate feedback from and honest feedback from friends. And that's the best part about it. I think yeah. the most rewarding part about it is just, like, not – financial but just people like enjoying your food saying oh you know i like that or the gratification you get from that it's going to be more than you know (laughs) the financial gain of running a food truck for for a while you know probably so 
I'm a I'm a big wing guy. Oh, nice. And yeah. the yeah, ultimate dude. goal one day is to have a wing restaurant. Oh, and nice. I really Yeah, I I have tried enough wings at at different restaurants that are just even if they specialize in wings that are just not good right. for whatever reason, oh, yeah. whether it's the way they prepare them or the sauce or whatever. And it's like, focus on one thing. So you focus on barbecue. Like that's what you do. Yeah. So make it the best. Obviously there's a lot of options here in, for sure in Austin. So part of it's how are you going to get people to roll and smoke? And our thing mm-hmm. before the pandemic is we did late night barbecue. So mm-hmm. we were open until three in the morning uh, for the bars. And Genius. I think we were probably the latest barbecue in Texas, but they were really, you know, for a long time, like open super late and, we kind of flipped everything with that and have daytime business now and, and close a little bit earlier or a lot earlier because it's not, it's not really going that way anymore. So, yeah. So what's, um, what does that scene look like for you now? The, the, the late night scene. It's pretty much non-existent except for like Friday and Saturday night. And it's just a lot less, you know, a lot, a lot less than it was. So, yeah, but it's, I don't know. It was starting to starting to come back, for sure. So, can you give us a rundown of and and for the the oh, listeners? Oh, yeah, dude, we got to dive Aside from hearing the munching of, of saltine yeah, yeah, crackers in your ears, oh my gosh, you might hear some chewing on on barbecue because Kyle's going to give us the the rundown of what is sitting in front of us, and maybe you can yeah. tell us what you think is your bread and butter. These are our sauces. Uh, we have like five sauces total at the trailer. So these are just uh, the barbecue sauces. We have our uh, big red sauce. It's kind of a sweeter sauce. Big red. Yeah, it's made with big red. and It's made with the soda? Yeah, it's made with the soda, big red. So Jeez. it's kind of sweet. Wow. Uh, and then we have a ladybird. Let me see what's in all these. Ladybird sauce is more of like our Central Texas tangy. That that one. Yeah. Okay. Tangy sauce, which yep. I really like. And then this is our bullet bourbon sauce. If you like bourbon. Um, oh wow. It's it's uh, what we do all the time, and we do our pork belly burn ends in it, and it's really really good, popular. Um, some lean brisket here. Uh, Nolan Ryan Goodstock Prime. He uh, makes the best beef. Yeah, we just recently signed up with them, and their oh, wow. briskets have been really just nice. There's not. As much as brisket costs right now, the waste on it is something that I really wanted to take into a factor, and it's it's very little waste on these guys. So huh. we've been rocking with them and a really good uh, team that's been coming out and supporting us, and you know, got wow. us signed onto the good stock. So uh, where's his farm? I'm not really, <laughs> I'm not really uh, sure. It's kind of like a, it's was it by Houston maybe. I think they're they're saying out of uh, Allen. I can't even remember right now. It's uh, it's like kind of all that matters is that it makes it to yeah right to yeah. the table. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, uh I have to I need to look this up. But um, brand ambassador, sorry, I'm not I'm not on that. Uh, all good. <laughs> we have uh, some Texas uh. chicken from Holmes Farm, South Texas uh, chicken. We we always like to brine our chicken uh, forty eight hours, so it keeps it moist. Even uh, you know. All day long. Jeez uh, Louise. Dude. Jalapeno cheddar sausage from Texas Sausage Company, uh, East 12th Street. That's a uh, buddy of mine, Scott. Uh, 
just get all my sausages from him. A lot of people use, you know, make their own. We uh, use most of our trim to uh, make uh, smoked carne asada or uh, smoked carnitas mm. taco that we've been doing. So I'll leave the sausage making to Scott. And uh, Right before you walked in, Greg showed me a picture on the tacos. A, it was on Instagram yeah. of yeah. the carnitas taco. Yeah. Oh, dude. I was, I was going to bring you guys three of those, and oh we just sold out God, of those. So man. I know. Sold out. Yeah. We, we oh. do those every Wednesday, and we do a, a barbacoa version every Sunday, and uh, they usually go pretty fast. I'm not, you know, they're good for a couple hours, but they, uh, they have a little bit of a following. So hmm. um, then we just have some big spare ribs uh, with a pepper jelly glaze, um, big old pork ribs. We like the 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 big spares uh we did st louis cut for a long time but then we recently switched over to these and yeah just, what's the what's yeah, the difference what it's just trimmed down more okay. um mm. these they'll leave a, a, this extra part right here which is kind of a knuckle and it's kind of inconvenient if you're eating it has bones in it and stuff but it's the best meat yeah. like so yeah. i like it and then we trim out this other extra little knuckle and use that for the carnitas and it's my favorite uh my favorite part of the Man. of the rib <laughs> it just breaks down like crazy and uh, in those, so I feel like I'm behind the driver's, the steering wheel of a Ferrari, looking at this barbecue. Get it, this man. Looks amazing. Holy smokes! Well, I mean, yeah, I don't even. Uh, Dude, take a piece of sausage, and dip it in the it? sauce. Yeah, go at it. There's some forks and stuff too. This our plate. You got a plate? There's your plate. <laughs> oh my lanta! Dude. So, so what's your role? Um, yes. Are you are you there? On the day to day, like, is that your office? Going there to um, who's who's smoking? Yeah, I, I mean, I have a, a couple guys that are really good. Um, I come in early, get everything kind of going, run around, do errands, and usually by a certain point in the day, like if we're slow enough, they take over. Um, so that's right now. Uh, we went through <laughs> a lot of staff. Uh, issues sure. with the pandemic and it was it was just me and another guy uh for the better part of last year or the first six months of this year i guess and that was pretty brutal uh that's before we cut our hours back and everything so uh, you were at three in the morning now are you well we we had cut it back to 12 and yep. 11 and then now we close at nine uh on the weekends and eight on the weekdays so hmm. still later than most barbecue places over there so yeah um no, no more three, <laughs> three a.m. right now. So, so how do you, um, how do you differentiate yourself from some of the, the big? Obviously, some of the biggest names in Austin are also on the east side, pretty close to you. Yeah, right um, in the middle of the two biggest yeah. ones. Yeah. And, um, mm -hmm. So how just, do you how do you compete? Well, like our our stuff's a little bit different. I mean, it's not the same just Central Texas style. We. I'm from East Texas originally, so we, we kind of have a little bit different. This this chicken's pretty Central Texas, but like our rub on a brisket and the ribs has got different stuff in it that's up beyond just salt and pepper. Uh, so that's right. Kind of keeps it keeps it a little bit different. How do you get that thick? Because that's I think when you try barbecue and it's got the thick coat of of what do you even call it bark? Bark. Yeah. Um, to me, that's the best. Yeah. How do you make that? It just takes a lot of time and the seasonings and then just leaving it on there long, you know, long enough to develop that before you, at some point you'll, you'll wrap it in butcher paper and finish it off. But you want that to develop, you know, nicely before you do that. So, mm. dude, yeah. 
So I just tasted the brisket. I just had the sausage. I didn't try any barbecue sauce with it. I just wanted to taste it. Right, kind of right, like right. when you get sushi and you yeah. don't dip it in soy sauce. Right. Um, that was incredible. That was delicious. I'm very excited for those pork ribs. This mm-hmm. is slamming. I don't know how. I mean, we've got these mics, these headsets on with our mic, so it's kind of <laughs> hard to eat and not, you know, we don't want everyone listening to hear us chewing. Smack it. Um, but... <laughs> Oh my! Can you get into a little bit like the the inspiration behind? I know you mentioned that you were kind of doing it as a hobby, but uh, is it something as a as a kid or when you were younger you kind of thought this could be a a route you took? Um, I thought about you know different you know food trailer concepts before, but not barbecue. I just really happened, um, and I fell into that situation, and then just really kind of enjoyed it and kept up kept going with it and mm-hmm. never no not not that i ever really think um <laughs> this is what i would end up no? doing not not as a kid or anything it's just kind of happening it's been like you know almost 10 years and it's kind of also like what went by really fast yeah you know <laughs> so. have you been i don't think you i don't think we asked this before but have you been in that east side location seven coming up on seven years seven in that years. location and then we were uh Kind of more in the warehouse district when I first came over there and took over. It was at Fifth and Colorado. Okay. Um, kind of an area that was dying off all the bar, like Antones had shut down, and there were that other two or three bars they had over there had had, had closed, and it was kind of a, a dying area. Uh, they were, you know, came to us one weekend and and said, "You got, you know, two days to be out there. You know, this is going to be." We had, you know, know, known that it was going to be developed as a big office building for a long time because they had you know big signs in front of our trailer they were like oh, this is what's coming so they gave us a couple of days notice and uh kind of just said find a new spot uh i found the spot that we had now just because that's kind of where i went out at the time i used to go to mm-hmm. you know volstead lounge and uh, hotel vegas a lot back then and um noticed this parking lot was laz parking the same people that we had and i just you know said what about this spot? And they were kind of just like, well, yeah, if you want to be on the east side. And I was like, yeah, I kind of do. And, you know, so mm-hmm. it was really cheap for a while. They didn't realize, like, this yeah. was going to be, like, the new you know, kind of happening spot. But it, it took a really long time to kind of get it going over there, too. So luckily that, that all kind of worked out. But So as someone who went out at those bars, like, I moved here in 2013. Uh-huh. And the east, like, if you went out on East 6, yeah. it was more, like, dive bars and yeah. – um, the feel today is a lot different. Yeah, big time. Um, sure. As someone who, I guess, I don't know how religiously you went out there, but um, yeah, what are your thoughts on that? I, the development over there. Yeah, I, I know what you. I know what you mean. I don't go out much anymore, especially yeah. anywhere. But um, I have a few bars that I that I go to, and they're you know, not not too much over there anymore. So. Yeah. I've gone out and seen it. It's it makes me feel <laughs> old. It's a young like young crowd let's just say it's like, more of a like a you know there's some kind of swanky hotels over there and yeah some nicer restaurants suerte yeah have you been to tamale house uh-huh oh yeah that's one of my favorites i've been tamale house, tamale house, house for a long time yeah. since they were on airport and i've you know i've been always a big fan of tamale house for sure love it they 
I'm sure do they have a, a plethora of options when it comes to tamales or just one or two? Or? It's funny they're not th- that big on tamales, even though their name is Tamale House. Mm-hmm. Their other stuff is kind of more like breakfast tacos. Like prevalent like Amiga's Taco or yeah. Chipotle Amiga's or, you know, fish tacos are really good there. Um, wow. But, yeah, the tamales are, are not as big on the menu as you would think. Uh, I think the name, they, they used to be on airport, and um, they had, like, 79 cent breakfast tacos for everything i remember that you know maybe like mm. 20 years ago and uh wow. they had like, tamales and like an enchilada plate for like three dollars and stuff <laughs> it was like, yeah it was yeah. it was a little thing now and they've and they've developed a lot and it's awesome to see that they've actually kind of turned it into more of like a profitable like real restaurant type thing um mm. from something that would not be sustainable price-wise right now so mm-hmm. it's good to see so yeah, speak speaking what let, let's say uh, we wanted to start a barbecue spot, right? You've got ten years in the business, <laughs> right? You've seen ups and downs, left and right, everything in between. What would you say to somebody that wants to get it going? And people ask me all the time, and I don't know. I usually try to dissuade them and say, <laughs> "You don't want to do this," <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just you know, if they really want to, they're going to do it anyway. So uh, people ask me how much it costs, and uh, I usually tell them your life. <laughs> for the next five years you know wow. so wow. Yeah. like uh okay or however long yeah. you know i'm married to it i'm it's hard to leave uh you don't have weekends anymore because that's you know business-wide we we're closed on monday and tuesday so i have an alternate weekend at least so i take a couple of days off to decompress but mm. um yeah you give up you know a lot of stuff so well dude <laughs> if it's any consolation this is worth it, man. Yeah, it's this worth is it to me, so too. I've had, you know, I've had enough. Uh, oh, my God. What would you say was the glaze on the... Uh, on pepper the jelly. Pepper Pe- jelly. Yeah, because yeah. it's a little sweet, it's a little, right? Yeah. It's perfect. Burns the lips a little. Yeah, yeah and we do sweet. use a little sweetness in our stuff. That's another thing that kind of sets us apart mm-hmm. from, like I said, I'm coming from East Texas, and sugar is used a lot more in the barbecue there than it is in Central Texas, where it's just salt and pepper uh, mm. prevalently. Uh, so... That's one thing about so our barbecue. East Texas, we will use some sugar in our rub. So East Texas is more sugar. A little bit, you know. They take the influence. I, th- I feel like from other states, like you know, um, other regions, more okay. so than more so than Central, which is more German influence, where it's just like salt and pepper. It's, it's delicious. I'm like debating what what to attack next. Dude, Probably get going that after chicken drumstick, man. Is the, the, no, that's what I was going to say. The chicken is the, the most Central Texas thing that we do because it's just the salt and pepper. It's a brine. Uh, but pretty much just straight up, um, yeah, chicken. Yeah, if so. you get the wing, I'll get the. I'll definitely get the wing. You can get the drum. The no, drums. no, you get the drumstick. I'll get the wing. I told you. I already told you. I love wings. You get the wing. That's true. <laughs> so, what, so are, what are your favorite wings in in Austin? Oh man. Oh dude, I know. Who. <laughs> All right, so I feel like there's a lot of different categories that you could put wings in. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been several times. We had him on our podcast, Tommy Wawingy. That's my buddy. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, your buddies your with those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Neil and yeah. Sean. Yeah, Neil, Neil and Sean, and yep, cool. They've all. We've kind of. We have a bunch of mutual friends from El Paso, and uh, we've always kind of been down and and been with you know friends and going there since they were on First Street and yep. watched them develop and uh, really really big fan of that. So. Yeah, I I discovered them when yeah on South First, uh-huh. South First and Live Oak. Um, it's just different. You can't. It's not something you find at, at every wing restaurant. Yeah. Um, sure. The lollipop concept, it's just the fact that you could work, like too. I'm sure it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, sure. work. The fact that you could just take a bite, pull the bone out. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, have you tried the holy shnikes? Uh huh. 
Yeah, like once. <laughs> what was the experience? I think it was it was hot. I think um, I was I usually kind of like more mid range hot. I like the ranch on fire a yeah. lot uh, personally, but yeah, we on on the episode on the podcast episode we all tried a holy shnikes together. A little much. And it was we had to take like a five minute break because we so were all hot. just dying. Well, yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, you know. The <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a fun experience yeah. for sure, but I've never experienced that before where yeah. I was like choking on just <laughs> yeah the hottest taste I've ever, I've ever, ever experienced, but obviously Tommy on wing, he's up there. Yeah. Um, I might, I might get some hate mail for this, but say it. to go to like just a consistent, good size, good sauce, like good sauce, uh, variety. Uh-huh. I love pluckers. I knew pluckers, it. Yeah. I knew it. I think pluckers is just like a, a great go-to, um, just cause like I, tried wings today i was in san antonio a little uh-huh. bit earlier today and there's a place i feel bad putting them on blast here but uh well i won't give them a name but <laughs> they were mostly a wing place and yeah. it's just they weren't good the sauces weren't good the, the actual wing like had a weird consistency <laughs> yeah um so i would love to do you, guys, do you guys do like a smoked wing? We've done it a couple of times. We don't actually have a fryer in that truck. I have a mobile truck with a fryer that we could do kind of smoked and then kind of crisp up in the fryer mm-hmm. like that. I used to have a little mini fryer that we did them in, but I haven't, I haven't done them in a while other than just chicken. Usually we just do half chickens, and then we alternate between that and turkey breast, usually one or the other Okay. on the weekend. Wow. So, um, yeah. Is turkey more of like a around Thanksgiving type thing, or you? We do it year round. We do. I mean, people that really, it's kind of hard to get people into it if they don't know like about barbecue turkey. Like, it's just sliced boneless breast, and um, if you see that at a restaurant, at a barbecue restaurant, I try it and see if it's good. Ours is like like we do our chicken. We brine it for forty eight hours, so super juicy and just mm-hmm. it, maybe i'm just sick of uh brisket but it's like my favorite thing and and any interesting yeah i think our, our turkey is one of definitely one of my favorite things that we do and people that know about it know about it and it usually goes but not in the way brisket does mm-hmm. obviously so. so what was the you mentioned you had to you know alter hours and stuff and you had some staff issues yeah. what else was the the last year and a half like for you with with covid I mean, we grinded we 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 grinded out. We didn't really close much. We shut down for like a week for our normal vacation, and then we just did to go only for like nine months. So mm-hmm. it wasn't I don't think as rough on us as it would be if you had a restaurant with a dining room you're trying to fill. So it actually yeah. wasn't that bad for us. But uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't that good either. <laughs> so it's like you know, you're down twenty percent. That's pretty much your profits in a in a yeah. situation like this. So it's like. Luckily, uh, we finally got some, like, PPP help after, like, forever uh, just trying and trying and trying. So, yeah. helped us helped us keep going. But it's pretty rough. And then, like, not just that, but prices are, are ridiculous right now with uh, the supply chain is weird like it is for everything. And, like, brisket is, like, double what it was maybe four or five months ago. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's just shot up. And it's actually deal. leveling Dude. off and gone back down now, but it was up to like six bucks a pound from, oh. from like three. And when you do this, you're basically you're just doubling that uh, because you're throwing, you know, with the 
trimming and cooking, you're losing about 50% of, um, you know, 40 to, you know, about 40% of of your uh, cost on on brisket. It's it's crazy. So, but um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's been something to deal with and we just raised our prices up a little bit just to cover it. And uh, you get people that complain, but most people understand right now. So it's pretty, it's okay. Well, when you go to pluckers now, they have well, uh, wing shortage is the biggest thing right now, right? Yeah. Like <laughs> you open the menu and a, they have a one pager uh-huh. that says like due to the wing shortage, we've had to add I think they added like 5 bucks per yeah. five wings or whatever. I can't yeah, remember yeah. exactly what it was, but like <laughs> the, they're getting crushed. I went to a food trailer last night, it was like 18 bucks for I don't even I didn't I think it was like 6 or something. I was like, okay, no. We'll we'll wait on that. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's it's tough. Good that you guys were able to kind of pivot. I think a lot of restaurants that could not pivot to online mm. or to go, yeah, just got crushed. Yeah, and if they didn't get some kind of like help, then you know, luckily a lot of people I think got like uh, restaurant revitalization fund, or at least a lot of the big places, and I, I think that probably saved a lot of a lot of businesses. But, yeah, um, so. Yeah, you want to see the local places, the small businesses, especially barbecue, thriving. Yeah. So in, in real estate, we've got some folks that we watch on YouTube and in television and stuff that we look up to and aspire to be. What about what about in the barbecue space? Is there anybody out there that you might have met or not met that you're just dying to talk with or that you just enjoyed? I've met most of them at this point that yeah. are, you know. Um, Even the lady up north? Tootsie? Tootsie? Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Tootsie and Clay and uh, even Carrie, the other owner, we were actually at an event last uh, last weekend, two week, two weekends ago. They invited uh, a bunch of us out to San Juan Capistrano in uh, Orange County. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, Danny Castillo, they were doing their uh, one-year anniversary for Heritage Barbecue out there. So he f- just brought out, like, some of the biggest names in Texas and Mexico and just in barbecue and brought, brought, uh, brought everybody out and had a big thing. Um, a lot of the guys there were there that I was cooking next to were just like, man, these are guys that I've looked up to for, you know, watched on TV or, you know, Dude, you know, I'm right next to like Robert Sierra, who's probably like one of the most like recognizable, you know, TV, uh, personality barbecue guys that you could think of you know the guy's got his own like ketchup line and I, you know I'm like okay. next, yeah i'm like next to him so wow. that's pretty awesome um uh, that was recent carrie uh yeah was there the owner of mm-hmm. snows um and we had a really good time <laughs> yeah so uh it's a big uh family with barbecue people like everybody's cool with each other um they don't really you know act too you know like it's a competition. No it's more like, a, yeah, not not the people I talk to. I mean, I'm sure there are, and I know there are, but like, we have a pretty good pretty good crew of uh, of people that are uh, just just real chill. So, is nice. snows yeah. worth the the experience? Oh, the it's trip the best out experience there. that you can have in barbecue to me. I personally, um, yeah, I would say yes. Like, I wow. love it. One I, day if I could just right? hang out there every Saturday, I would. I love. I just love hanging out. I love the people. Huh. Uh, the, it's really good. Uh, wow. Family wise, it's not um, far. What an hour and a half? It's less than an hour. It's, it's less like an hour. An hour. An hour. Wow. Yeah. It's just the wait right now with all the Netflix and everything. It's, yes. it's like you got to get there about. People start getting there about nine o'clock Friday night the for night a Saturday morning thing now. Dude, so come on. Luckily, I have a 
good friend that does a barbecue podcast. Yoni does best barbecue podcast. Um, I've only gone with him because <laughs> he goes every Saturday and knows them all. And we, you no know, line. we like, bring him donuts and, you know, just walk up and talk. Nice. And also Clay, the, the pit master there is, uh, he's come to my spot before. He's always really, really cool. Um, so I, you know, we gotta do it, Greg. Dude, we gotta yeah, do it. Yeah, you guys really should. It's, so, I mean, blast. while you can, like, it's just an old school like experience. Like, you know, hmm. um, not too many, not too many like that out there anymore. So, that's really cool, man. Totally. So, Sounds Greg like and nice I ecosystem. Greg and I have been talking about, um, you know, grilling versus smoking. I obviously I listen to Joe Rogan. He talks about the Traeger all the time, uh-huh. um, and Jocko. Chaco talks about the trigger all the time. What would you <laughs> do? You have any advice when it comes to the the amateur, the the person who's just at home, the Johnny See, homeowner, and and it depends on what you want to do. Like if you, you know, I have a lot of friends that have the triggers and they don't want to sit there and babysit, you know, feed a fire for twelve hours or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, it just depends on what you want to do, and it's it, I I feel like it puts out a pretty good uh, product for you know what you do. Yeah. Like, um, it does. I'm not. I'm. <laughs> I'm not really sure, but um, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't had a lot of them, but I actually have have some friends that cook on them, and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Mm. I mean, so nothing will beat the real thing where you're I sitting there tending so. to the the smoker. I don't, I don't think so. That yeah. it's just gonna be a little bit different. I mean, just yeah, it might know, be just wood. Might be laziness or just the fact that I'm. You know, it's not my my life the way it is. Yeah, yours and it's just so natural to, to me now. I can just sit there and just do it all day, and just it's kind of like second nature at this point as far as feeding the fire and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at first you're, you're kind of like analyzing it, and and just like it's a lot to think about, and after a while you're just kind of like, oh, okay, it'll, it'll work. <laughs> I like the idea of the Wi-Fi control where I can, you and know, you're kidding me. Those are awesome. I mean, and I used like the uh, little. Maverick, uh, whatever your probe uh, handheld device thing for years, and it's always monitored my temps. Okay. Like, you can monitor your stuff internally. It's just really good. Like, I, I used to say it was like training wheels because, like, yeah, I would use make you know, all my new people use that, and we, we don't use it much anymore. But it was a different, we had a different pit back then. So, is it frowned up? Is it like <sighs> the, the real way is just to know? Like, uh, yeah, I don't think so, but maybe, yeah, the real, yeah, I mean. It, it just that takes time. It takes, it I mean, takes it could time. take more it, than 10 It's a years. lot of feel and look, and if you know what to look for and know how to feel it, then, yeah. I still probe it, everything with a thermopin at the end anyway, though. I just don't have, like, constant uh, scientific wires coming out of every, you know, yeah. <laughs> probes coming out of everything. But for, uh, you know, someone cooking at home, just starting out, totally. Like, I'd do it. When you're Tootsie's age, you'll be able to do it by touch <laughs> yeah, and feel. Yeah, <laughs> she can do it all, I'm sure. That's what she does, right? Yeah. She just yeah. knows. Yeah. She doesn't use any. I mean, when you're doing it that long. It's just like touch, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Nice. So what are the next five years have in store? That's a good question. I mean, we're obviously going to be changing locations. Uh, Hopefully that's going to be a positive thing. Um, Mm -hmm. Find something. I'm a little hesitant to go, you know, brick and mortar with, you know, in this town. Mm yeah, hopefully looking for something like a brewery or like outdoor venue. It seems to be kind of the move right now. So 
Maybe something like that. I also have a mobile truck that I'm trying to get back on the road. We had it at a we had it at a bar earlier this year, but staffing was a little crazy and uh December pandemic uh bar scene wasn't really that great. So uh no. kinda of pulled a plug on that one, but you know, working on getting that thing going and just more more of that. You know where could wow. use a great barbecue food truck? Where? Where's that? Vista Brewing. Where's that? Driftwood. Where is that? Oh, Driftwood. Oh. It's one of my favorite places to go. It's, you know, 15 minutes from my house. Uh They have a food truck there that's like their in-house type thing. But one of the things I love about going to a good brewery is having some different food truck options and and good food. Um, If they had a a barbecue food truck there, I think it would be, it. it would crush. Yeah. Those places are always packed. Yeah. Always packed. Breweries are good. And they, they're bringing people to you, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be a good, you know, thing for us to team up with somebody. We can bring them business. They can bring us business other than just people coming to a parking lot or yeah, <laughs> whatever we've been doing for the last yeah. few years. Well, if wow. when you're in business for 10 years, yeah, barbecue in Austin, you obviously have to be doing something right because I feel like the people would yeah. push yeah. you out pretty quickly yeah. if you weren't. Yeah, They like it. I mean – just on a you know a different level, it's you know doing well for a food truck. I mean, as far you compare it to like a barbecue restaurant, it's not just not <laughs> it's not going to be comparable. But yeah, you know, it's a it's a beloved food truck. I would say you know? it's got soul. Yeah, people like that. I love what I've eaten so far, and it's five star, uh, five well, star. After we wrap up, I'm not even kidding. Probably gonna dig in a little bit. That was more. incredible. Can't but, wait. Did you try the chicken yet? Um, no, because I, I know I'm going to try to like gnaw at the bone and right, right, right. get into it. Yeah. I'm going to wait till we're off air. Right. Go for that. Well, any, any parting words about the food truck, about getting people out, um, while you're there, we want everyone to come out and and visit you guys or where to find you on Instagram. Yeah. Come on out. Uh, 1501 East six, uh, running from about 11 AM to eight or nine every day. Um, definitely could use some uh support it's been a hot summer uh, i'll just say that oh, yeah. uh, rolling smoke atx bbq on instagram is uh where to find us there and that is probably the best thing you can do to keep up with our specials they're probably going to hit that first uh or any news or information instagram is probably the first place i'm going to put it so nice <laughs> wow go so visit them east side while they're there yeah, east eventually. Side. I mean, we really want to stay on the east there. side. Yeah, there, we will be a high rise soon. Uh, yeah, we were trying to stay on the east side. That's where we live. That's where we like yeah. to be. So hopefully, you know, something will work out um, after this. But nice. They say we have, you know, another year. So probably nine months at least, nine months to a year over there. So go come get it while you can. It's cool. awesome. <laughs> Greg has a little news story. We always do a a weekly brew. Uh-huh. To to cap off the episode, just a, a in the what am I trying to? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for this week's weekly brew. developing brew, story. Brew. I go. couldn't get the words out, folks. <laughs> who likes lakefront property? By show of hand here, lakefront property. Oh, Wouldn't yeah. you like I to live right on a lake? Oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think costs for Lake Travis to live on Lake Travis? You could sum it up in one word. Two million. Two yeah. million. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a couple million, Lake Travis. Well, just so happens it's just an hour away from downtown Austin, the town called Marble Falls with a Mm -hmm. lake called Lake LBJ. 
nice. Only an hour from town. And it was actually ranked the top 10 most affordable lake towns. You can get on a, a place on the lake yeah. for an average sales price of $550,000. Wow. Only an hour away from Austin. That's pretty good. And awesome. it's a straight shot down 71. Straight shot. Easy, Easy to peasy get to. to get there. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Beautiful. So, you on the market for a lake house? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Bring some barbecue. Also, Sea-Doo just released their new pontoons. They start our 17999. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we need both. Yeah. <laughs> Plug for sea Okay. Well, All righty. Yeah. Well, we're going to dig Thank into you. the rest Thank of this. this we got to finish these beers. Awesome. Thank you. This is rad. For joining us, for Thank bringing some delicious barbecue, um, the pimento cheese, everything. Slamming. Make sure to go visit Kyle and the uh, Rolling Smoke, Rollin Smoke Barbecue baby. Crew. Yes, sir. All righty. Till next time, Austin. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.